Welcome back, my friends, to the book review podcast today. This week, you have tuned into season two, episode 22 of the Unknown Friends podcast. I am Rochelle Ferguson, your host from Kitty Wayne Productions, my publishing company of original Christian play scripts and skits, which you can learn more about at kittywayneproductions.com. Today's book is not one book, but a series of books, if you recall from what I said at the end of last week's episode. The Chronicles of Pridane by Lloyd Alexander. And because we're dealing with several books here, rather than trying to discuss the whole series in one episode, I'm going to take two weeks to review it. So today, we will discuss the author himself, Lloyd Alexander, and some of the background and context in which he wrote his Chronicles of Prydain, and then we will introduce the main characters of the series, but we won't really get into the storyline or themes of the books until next week. So to start us off, let's discuss this intriguing writer. From what I've learned about him, it sounds to me like Lloyd Alexander was just a wonderful guy, the kind of author you'd love to sit down and talk with for a little while. He was born in 1924, born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, lived there almost his whole life, in fact. And of course, this is the 1920s, so he's growing up during the Great Depression, His father was a stockbroker and went bankrupt in 1929, when Lloyd was just five years old. Now, obviously we know that Lloyd Alexander became a writer, but interestingly, neither of his parents were literary people. Uh, They weren't readers at all. According to Lloyd, his mom and dad read only the newspaper. Uh, But he said they did own quite a few books. They bought cheap secondhand books so that they would have something to fill up the shelves in their house. So Lloyd did have reading material as a kid. Uh, He taught himself to read at age four and just fell in love with stories and poetry. Now, his educational experience was a unique one. First of all, he was clearly very bright because he skipped three different years of school and was only nine years old at the time he started seventh grade. He graduated from high school then at age 16 and later attended college for one semester but dropped out because he didn't feel that it was challenging enough. Meanwhile, as a child and a teenager, outside of school, he was developing an intense love for literature and for the arts in general. So although his parents weren't particularly encouraging along those lines, he did have an aunt who would read to him as a child, and that helped him get started. He read Mark Twain, Charles Dickens, Victor Hugo, Shakespeare... And he enjoyed music and art as well. He played the piano and the violin, and I'm not sure, maybe other instruments as well. And he loved to draw pictures and cartoons. Um, In fact, as a boy, he first wanted to grow up to be an artist. And then he also, for a time, wanted to be a musician. Although later in life, he chuckled at these aspirations and said the world could be very glad he had not tried to pursue either of those professions, as he did not have the talent for either, he said. 
And then at one point, he wanted to become an Episcopalian priest. So he was raised in a Christian home and seriously considered this option for a little while, but his family could not pay for divinity school. So by the time he was in his mid-teens, Lloyd Alexander had pretty much decided he wanted to be a writer instead. He started with poetry, but again, the older Lloyd laughed at his younger self and said he had eventually learned it was not his calling to be a poet. And, well, as he got older and finished high school and publishers weren't showing any interest in his work, his parents basically insisted that he needed a real job. So for a little while, he worked at a bank and then in the mailroom of the Atlantic Refining Company for half a year. And then after his one semester at university, he decided to join the army in 1943, right in the heart of World War II. After his brief but unsatisfactory college experience, he decided that life experience, travel, and adventure would be the best training he could get for becoming a good writer. Now, after being juggled a little bit before he found his place in the army, he eventually was put in the Combat Intelligence and Counterintelligence Corps, and he was trained in everything French, language, geography, culture, in order to help the French resistance. Now, when he got deployed, he was assigned for a while to a base in Wales and then into conquered German territory, but he eventually did work in France as an interpreter and he translated radio messages. And then finally, as the war ended, he was transferred to Paris. And once he was released from service, he actually stayed for a while and attended the University of Paris studying French literature. And also in Paris, Lloyd met a young French woman named Janine, who had a little daughter, Madeline. And in 1946, just a couple weeks before his 22nd birthday, Lloyd and Janine got married. And he adopted Madeline as his own daughter, and he eventually moved back home to Pennsylvania with his new family. Now, at this point, he decided it was time to really make it as an author. So he devoted himself to writing. He wrote a bunch of novels and for about seven years just received rejection after rejection after rejection. And he finally realized that his parents had been right when they told him that writing was a terribly difficult job that he would not be able to make money doing. Well, while he was writing all these books, he was doing whatever he could to make a living and support his family. And he tried everything. He worked for a magazine. He worked as a cartoonist. He worked as a potter's apprentice. And he also worked as a translator, something he had begun while he was studying at the University of Paris. He did get several of his translations of works of French literature published during this time. But still, he was trying to write novels and kept facing rejection there, and so it was a very difficult period of his life. But finally, in 1955, 
he got his first novel published, titled And Let the Credit Go. And this book was somewhat autobiographical, based on his time working at a bank as a teenager. And from then, through the rest of the 1950s, he got a few more novels gradually published. Um, And at this point, let me just point out, he was writing for adults. And he was writing about familiar topics, writing from his own life experience. So in these novels, he wrote about his wife, he wrote about his cats, he wrote about music, and it wasn't until the early 1960s that it sort of hit him that he could try writing fiction for kids or teens. So in 1963, he got his first work of children's fantasy published. It was called The Time Cat and was about, as you might guess, a time-traveling feline. And he loved writing this book. And so then pretty much from then on, he wrote children's literature. And this is what he's best known for, especially his children's fantasy. So all in all, he kept writing up to the very end of his life, and by that time he had written and published almost 50 books. Now his wife's daughter, Lloyd's stepdaughter Madeline, passed away in, I believe, 1990. I read conflicting sources on this, but 1990 seemed the majority opinion. Um, But she left several children, which Lloyd and his wife Janine loved dearly, And eventually they enjoyed great-grandchildren as well. Um, Of the two of them, Janine passed away first in May of 2007. And then Lloyd, who had cancer, died just two weeks after his wife at the age of 83. So that is a brief overview of Lloyd Alexander's life. Really a fascinating biography, I think, the more I look into it. Um, And I greatly enjoyed reading and watching a number of different interviews that had been conducted with him in his later years. Those helped me learn some firsthand details about his life. And I just loved, especially in the video interview I watched, observing his spirit and his manner of talking. He seemed a very gentle person. He was articulate and clearly had a sharp sense of humor But he was soft-spoken and warm and laid back and just had this spirit of gratitude and, and kindness about him. It was a real treat to see him and hear him discuss not only his own life and career, but also some of his thoughts on writing and reading and the power of of children's literature and things like that. Uh, If you're interested, you can find this interview easily on YouTube if you just search his name, Lloyd Alexander. It was about 20 minutes long, I think. Actually, I'll just post a link to it in the episode description. That'll be easiest. Now, all that said, I am not certain whether, as an adult, Lloyd Alexander was a Christian or not. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about this next week when we dig into the themes of his Chronicles of Prydain. But I will just say my guess is that he was not a Christian in later life. I could be wrong. Um, I hope I'm wrong. And I don't have a lot to go on that makes me think this. The one thing I will just mention is that in one of the interviews I read, he was asked if there were Christian themes behind his stories. And this is how he responded. He said, not on purpose, 
I think certain elements of Christianity must drift into the stories because that's how I was brought up, but I don't think they are so much Christian as things common to all religions. Now, really the key phrase here that makes me doubt that he claimed Christianity as an adult is when he says that elements of Christianity probably drift in because that's how he was brought up. To me, that seems to indicate that Christian belief is a thing from his past and not from his present. Now, again, I'm not at all sure. He may have had some other reason for phrasing his reply the way he did, so I'm just speculating. But I, I thought it might be helpful if I would just share my guess and also the reason for it. Now, of course, this episode is supposed to introduce the Pridane Chronicles, so I need to start talking about those. These are the only works by Lloyd Alexander that I have read, and they are his best-known works. So this is a five-book series of children's fantasy novels, and Lloyd wrote them in the 1960s. In fact, they were his big project after first getting into children's fiction with The Time Cat. So he originally planned to write just two books or maybe a trilogy, but the stories just kept growing as he wrote them. Uh, finally, he had settled on four books, and then after he wrote the third, he and his editor realized that really a fifth was needed to, to round out the story. Uh, so in the end, it kind of organically morphed into a five-book series, with one book published each year from 1964 to 68. And just to put the books in context, this is basically one decade after the publication of The Lord of the Rings and The Chronicles of Narnia, which both came out in uh, the mid-1950s. Now, the Chronicles of Prydain draw a lot of inspiration from Welsh mythology. So when Lloyd Alexander was stationed in Wales near the end of World War II, he got very interested in the folklore of Wales and its geography and its castles. And years later, he pulled a lot of ideas and names and things from Welsh mythology, um, as well as just the general setting and, and overall sort of feel of the Chronicles of Prydain. So it's not at all that his books are like retellings of Welsh myths, um, and even some of the names he drew from Welsh sources end up being used by characters in his books that are very different from their namesakes. Um, but the flavor of the Prydain Chronicles is Welsh, and actually most of the names are real Welsh names. Thankfully, at least in the edition I have, there is a pronunciation guide in the back, which I found extremely helpful. So, the hero of the Chronicles is a boy named Taran, who grows over the series to become a young man, and we get to experience with him his um, coming of age, his journey from being an impetuous, ambitious teen to becoming a humble, courageous and self-sacrificing adult. Uh, and he becomes a war leader, in fact, fighting to conquer the forces of evil that threaten to overwhelm the land of Prydain. And along the way, we get to meet all his wonderful friends. Lloyd Alexander definitely has a knack for creating lovable and distinctive characters. So Taran's outspoken, dauntless friend Ilanwi 
is a blue-eyed, red-headed girl he meets in book one, and she is a handful, let me tell you. Then there is also Gurgi, who is perhaps Taran's most faithful companion. It's not really clear what he is. He is this very, very uh, hairy or almost wooly man-beast creature. But Gurgi is extremely loyal, and it's interesting to see him mature throughout the series as well. He starts out as kind of a, a whiny, self-pitying creature, but he grows out of that over time. And then there is possibly my favorite character, Fluter Flam. He is a very minor king, minor enough that his kingdom gets along pretty well without him when he frequently goes out wandering trying to be a bard. He owns a very special harp that he enjoys playing, although it also often causes him grief. You see, Fluter Flam has an unfortunate habit of stretching the truth, shall we say. He gets a bit excited and overstates things quite often. Well, his magical harp is clued into this habit, and whenever Fluter says something not really true, one or more of his harp strings break, and he must mend them. So it's a good little accountability partner, shall we say. It's part of the lovely humor of these books. Throughout the whole series, every so often you hear a little twang in the background and you know that Fluter has stretched the truth just a little too far. And to do him credit, this does happen less and less as time goes on and he gradually learns better how to resist the urge to exaggerate his own merits. Now, funnily enough, this is kind of a side note, but... When I first saw a picture of Lloyd Alexander, I was looking at it and the thought occurred to me, you know, he's kind of how I picture Fluter Flam looking. If you've read the books, you should definitely look up a photo of Lloyd Alexander and see what you think. Um, and weirdly, after this thought occurred to me, I learned that I was not the only one who thought this. When I watched Lloyd Alexander's video interview, he showed a little figurine that a friend of his had made, which was supposed to represent Fluter Flam, and it definitely looked quite like the author himself. And uh, Lloyd Alexander commented on this fact, and he said that it had also been surmised that he and Fluter share similar personalities, and he said he would neither confirm nor deny that supposition. So anyway, for what that's worth, I, I really love the idea of Fluter being a kind of portrayal of his author. But long story short, these are the central characters of the Chronicles of Pridane, Taran, Ilanwi, Gurgi, and Fluter. But there is a whole cast of wonderful side characters as well. I won't try to list them all today, but we may mention more of them next week when we discuss in more detail the series' overarching storyline and its themes. So today we are going to end on a, well, cliffhanger seems too strong, but on kind of an unresolved note, since I haven't yet told you much about what actually happens in these five books. But I am going to go ahead and just give you my brief evaluation of the series, just to kind of let you know what's coming. I I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed, I think, each book more than the previous one. 
and I certainly would recommend the series. Now, the Chronicles of Prydain are not on a level with the Chronicles of Narnia or the Lord of the Rings, for reasons we'll discuss more next week. But even so, I found these books to be thoroughly wholesome and uplifting. And honestly, that's really saying something. I I have not found a lot of contemporary children's fantasy that I could say that about. Um, But Lloyd Alexander filled these stories with wisdom and with compassion, and he kept them very clean, which I appreciate so much. So I do recommend The Chronicles of Prydain. I think they would be excellent books to read aloud and discuss as a family. Lots and lots of things to discuss and, and learn from together. And we'll go in-depth into those kinds of things next week in part two of our discussion of the Prydain Chronicles. I'll take you through all five books. We will discuss kind of the plot line of each book without spoilers, I promise. And then we will dig into the morality of the Chronicles, how the moral standards are or are not Christian, and ultimately what these books can teach not only children, but also adult readers. So for this week, we will halt our discussion right there. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you'll return next week for our further discussion of Lloyd Alexander's Chronicles of Prydain. As always, I am your host, Rochelle Ferguson of Kitty Wayne Productions, and if you're ever interested in learning more about me and the plays and skits that I write, you can visit my website, kittywayneproductions.com. You can also support the Unknown Friends podcast and gain access to bonus episodes and other extra content by becoming a patron, which you can do at patreon.com slash unknownfriends. A huge thank you to all who have already joined the Unknown Friends community there as patrons, and to all my listeners, because you guys make this podcast possible and worth doing at all. So thanks for being here. Come back next Wednesday. And I hope you have a fantastic week in the meantime. 